It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, everyone. That is correct. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and me, Chucky G. And I have a really cool voice because not only is it deep, it's got that raspy, sick sound. You have the, it's the sexy phlegm voice. Is that what they call it? No, I guess. <laughs> Are you all right? Are you choking on a cough drop? Yeah, I'm, co- I'm coughing. I'm, you know, hang, hang on a sec, people. Okay. He has muted it. See, Chuck has gotten a lot better because he looks really sad on the camera. I think he is choking on a cough drop. But uh, he's uh, he's gotten you've gotten better, Chuck, because when you first came on our show, I do believe I had to tell you to hit the dump button to cough. Yes, you did. I'm right. See? Yeah, yeah. If it had been you my first show, I'd have been doing this right now. <laughs> but I'm not doing that. Well, I just did it now, but not technically for real. But you, know. you have no, you have learned. You are wise, a wise one. Oh. Thank you, Sensei. Thank you so much. Certainly. So what's new other than that you're sick? And you found um, Matilda. I found Matilda. That's new. Oh, yeah. and I and I ordered another haunted doll. I know. At who's urging? Karen Frazier. Yeah, that's right. My sister. And who else is getting a haunted doll? Uh, Bettina. Bettina. I mean, Cheryl Knight. Yeah, Cheryl Knight. Saving. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl Knight's doppelganger doll is coming. That's right. It looks just like her. Look on Chuck's Facebook. It's it's spooky. <laughs> it's, and I didn't really it I it didn't occur to me when I first saw it. And then yeah. It, she, it but but now Cheryl, yes. will you turn on your thing for a sec? Yeah, I will. Okay. So, as I understand it, Bettina has to live at my house for a little Her name is Bettina, not Bettina as I'm saying it. Bettina has Bettina. to live at my house for a little while just to make sure that nothing too wild's going to happen at yours. Is that is that correct? That's that's how it's going to have to happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What do you think she's gonna do? Like fly around the room? Like, a little baby. Yeah, really. Chad's, a, Chad's afraid he's gonna wake up in the middle of the night. And she's gonna be like have her teeth latched into his throat. <laughs> well, he said, "What if? What if she doesn't like him?" Oh, well, 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 so, well, yeah. why would she not That's like him? That's what I said. I said he's so likable. Maybe maybe he'll wake like up him? and she'll be like sitting on his chest going, "Bettina <laughs> likes you, Chad. Bettina yeah. likes you." Oh my god! Yeah, stroking his, his face. <laughs> This is not helping my case at all. Chad, do you love Bettina? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. That'd be really crazy. Is he actually listening to the show? He is listening, but there's a slight delay. But he's on delay. So we'll we'll watch for him. In about 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah, he's not reacting, so he's doing really quite well with it. it was, so whether we just haven't gotten there yet or not. So, yes, yeah, so actually the show was supposed to be the Haunted Doll show today. Yes, it was supposed to and be. And so then that got me thinking about it. And I thought, you know what? Let's do this because you had Matilda and I was feeling jealous. Oh, well. And well. so then I found a couple because now we're doing an article about haunted yes, dolls. Yes, we are. So all of us are going to have a haunted doll, and not tonight because they're not here yet, but no. the, when we have shows, they're going to sit here and talk to each other on Skype while we're doing a show. That's what, yep. oh, now, Chad yep. no, Chad heard now. Look, Chad, 
He's no, watching yeah. us. He He's heard. Doing that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but tonight, you know, we our guests had uh, had some scheduling conflicts. So uh, what I did is I called up some of my buddies from Chill Seekers. Keith and Chris are going to come on. We're going to chit chat about uh, all the new things that they're doing. They're doing, and you know, Keith's doing all his own stuff as far as like uh, equipment and testing it out and letting people know, you know, what it what it's about. And I think he even built a his own spirit box. I want to ask him about that. So that's going to be really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, was, some- I was planning on spending my whole day watching Chill Seekers videos to catch up because I've seen some of them, but I haven't in a while. Did it you- didn't happen. Oh, man. There's, when- so, there's, there's one that's really cool with the kinetic camera. Oh, my God. I'm not talking about that. I'll watch it. Uh, okay, so anyways, I have something I want to talk about really quick. Uh, it's from a friend of mine, uh, Cheryl Stedman, who's another paranormal investigator in my town. Okay. Uh, this came from her and also, uh, it came out of the Chronicle Reporter, uh, from a writer by the name of Jordan. Wait, is this the news? Crook? No, this is not the okay. news. Well, it's news, but not the news. Okay. Okay. Sorry. No, no. This is a, a group of paranormal investigators looking to raise some money to help restore a well-known Rosville landmark in the Rosville. It's called the Rosville Opera House in Rosville, Illinois. Uh, the Midwest Ghost Society will present a fundraiser to the former opera house, which is currently owned by Dave Triska, who operates a small antique shop out of it. Uh, the fundraiser, which includes tours of the building as well as demonstrations to the society's paranormal investigation techniques, will be presented May 16th and 17th at the former opera house. Uh, beyond serving as the opera house, the building was also, I think it was also like a um, Masonic Lodge, car dealership, car repair shop, auction house, stuff like that. Uh, Triska, he discovered the building in 2010 when he was director of Indiana Ghost Track when the group was invited to investigate the property. He purchased the building and opened it up, the shop, in 2011 and has welcomed paranormal investigators from around the region to visit the building. Um, Midwest Ghost Society founder Michelle, I hope I say her last name right, Lemire, 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 said her group was inspired to present the fundraiser after hearing of the deteriorating condition of the building. Uh, the main areas of concern are like the roof, uh, the third floor, a second, uh, the second apartment of the building. Uh, so, uh, tr- uh, the second apartment of the building, so Triska, who has some, he has some health issues too in recent years that has been affecting his mobility, can reside at the location if they can also save it historically for uh, tours and such, and of course a place for him to live. Um, he has always been very welcoming to paranormal investigators, which is really cool, uh, inviting them to visit the building often and always being interested in the results. Uh, most other people in his position, now they'll charge like 40, 50 bucks an investigator. He only charges $10 per person. So that's kind of cool. You know, it's just nice. enough to try, try to do it. But unfortunately, uh, the fees hardly cover the cost of the building maintenance. And that's why the group's been wanting to help him out with this fundraiser. Uh, the fundraiser will involve taking participants on guided uh, paranormal investigation tours of the building over the course of two evenings. Uh, they'll take the public through the building and conduct paranormal investigations. It should be a fun time. Uh, there'll be several tour sessions each evening. Tour sessions will be from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., 9.30 to 11.30, and 12.30 to 2.30 a.m. on the 16th to 17th of May. kind of gives a wide variety of people who might be a little nervous about you know going in the dark. So Some people can do daytime. Some people can do the nighttime. Um, Tickets are already on sale for twenty one fifty. You can be purchased at. And I'm going to say this because it's a really long uh, website, so I'm just going to say it. Okay, so it's www.eventbrite.com slash e slash Rossville dash opera dash house dash fundraiser dash tickets. And then there's a whole line of numbers. But if you just go to uh, eventbrite.com and put in Rossville, um, I'm sorry, Rossville. Keeps wanting to say Rosville. Rossville Opera House, it'll actually come up and you can click on it and it gives you all the other details. Uh, all the money raised will go to Triska for building repairs. So I think that's really cool. They're also doing a, um, 
a GoFundMe campaign to raise the money for the building. The link for that is www.gofundme.com slash opera house. So there you go. There you go. But I think it's nice, though, because, you know, people, you know, we as investors go in and we, you know, transfer on these buildings and try to do our thing. Um, and the fact that he has never really charged a lot of money and just tried to help people out. And now he needs some help. So I say, darn it, people, get out there and help him right now. That's Click right. on that and do it. That's so, right. There you go. Very good. Uh-huh. Okay, so I guess we could just roll right into just keep going with the news. Would that be okay? Be fine with me. All righty. Well, as long as it's okay with you, Cheryl, roll it. When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange and the odd. Okay, so most of these that I get, just, you know, is, is from a place, a site called Phantoms and Monsters, Pulse of the Paranormal. Okay, so that's where I get them from. And then, of course, there's different people who write for these, and then they pop them on there. So if there is someone that has a name that comes up with this, I will give you that name and also where you can go to find out more about the stories. The first one, though, is just kind of like out there. So it called, it says, Town Real Ex-Mayor Who Died Last Month. So I'm like, sure, I read it, I'm why so, not? I'm like, what the heck? Uh, Frank Rowland Jr., who died on March 9th at age of 81, was elected to another term as the mayor of Hillsborough, eastern Missouri, in the election on Tuesday. Rowland, who had been mayor since uh, 1995, had been seeking re-election and was unopposed on the ballot before his death. Rowland got several more votes than Rowland candidates gardnered. According to unofficial results, Jim Gowan, president of the Board of Aldermen, had registered as a write-in candidate. He has been serving as an interim mayor since uh, Rollins' death. Now the board will decide whether Gowan will continue in the role or whether appoint someone else to fill out the term. So what do you think about that one? I think that a dead politician is just as good as a living one. <laughs> do you say there's no difference? Is that what you're saying? Um, I think that most politicians are incredibly ineffectual, so they might as well be dead. <laughs> you know? Oh, Chuck, this is going to be a rough one. I can tell. Yeah. I know, yeah, I just keep coughing. Keep coughing. Yep. Um, this was interesting, though. Here's one that's called um, Last Male Northern White Rhino Under Armed Guard. Okay. Um, Aslan Lang uh, of Jonesburg uh, wrote the story. It's in the telegraph.com.uk. Uh, the last remaining nor- male Northern White Rhino has four armed guards protecting him 24 hours a day. The solitary male, whose name is Sudan, represents the end of an era for the northern white rhinoceros. He, along with four females, are the only surviving members of the species. And with old age creeping up on him, and with all previous male attempts having failed, things are now looking pretty grim. So great is the importance of this well-being that Sudan is now accompanied by all, all times by a squad of armed guards and a magnificent horn has been removed to deter poachers. So they removed this horn. That's kind of weird. Um... Two of the females remain with him in the hopes that they will mate while two others are in a zoo. Uh, with the rising demand for rhino horn and ivory, we face many poachers' attempts, and while we manage to counter a large number of these, we often risk our lives in the line of duty. Uh, one of the rangers who protects the animals uh, at Kenya had said this. While there is a, still a chance that Sudan will be able to successfully mate with one of the females, it looks pretty increasingly likely that he will be the last male of his species. Once he dies, it will only be a matter of time before the northern white rhino disappears forever. It's kind of sad, you know? Well, it is sad, but, you know, when you look at it in perspective, species have go- been going extinct forever. I mean, it's, you know, it's just kind of the way we'll be extinct at some point. So, um, yeah, it is sad. I, you hate to see anything go extinct, and you, you hate to see that 
human beings have contributed to that. But we have, and it's just sort of a sad reality. It's interesting, though, because you normally don't have armed guards around animals, do they? Um, not that I know. Cheryl's shaking her head, so I'm going to assume the answer is no. <laughs> well, because it's, cause Cheryl knows it all. so you know. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. We got thumbs up from Cheryl. Sure, yeah. folks. Mm-hmm. That's because um, you said she knows it all. <laughs> the last one is a uh, strange roar was heard Sunday night across the wide area. Well, across a wide area. This is from the uh, the Gazette staff wrote about it at GazetteExtra.com uh, in Wisconsin. Janesville, Wisconsin. A roaring sound caught the attention of people across a widespread region of Wisconsin around 8.15 Sunday. Uh, the sound seemed louder and longer than an airplane would make. And it was heard in, uh, let's see, Balot, Milton, Evansville, Albania, Monticello, and Monroe, as well as Janesville, according to Facebook comments. One commenter from Broadhead said it made her house vibrate. It was raining, but not windy in Janesville at the time. One commenter suggested the sound was from a meteor, and indeed, roaring sounds have been attributed to meteors in the past. I didn't even know they, they, they would do that. Uh, the Rock County Sheriff's Office and Rock County 911 Center said it had received no calls about the phenomena or the damage. A 911 official checked with the National Weather Service in Su- Sullivan, where officials had no radar contact or weather events that might explain the noise. So it's this giant, huge, screaming noise, and yet nobody, it didn't come up, or no one called it in, but yet people were still talking about it. I mean, you know, normally don't they, like, someone would call one one and say, what the hell's that sound? Yeah, I mean, maybe, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, well, I would think so. I mean, you know, if something was shaking. Well, I don't know, but house, if every, yeah, that's true. Well, so... I don't know. Maybe it was. Could it have been like an airplane or something, like a Navy airplane? Well, they roar. Well, that's what I mean. You would think that if something like that happened, and they said there was nothing on the radar, so it's like there was yeah. no planes or anything like that. So I don't know. You know, it's it's pretty. It was a roar from the bowels of the earth. <laughs> it was. You're just giggling at. Reason. You're just giggling at the word bowels, aren't you? <laughs> a little bit. Yes, especially when yeah. you say it. Especially yes. when you say bowels, because that sounds funny. Well, um, yes. So, well, you know, we, we had a meteor go by our house one night. Jim was at work, and I was sitting, and we have, like, a wall of windows along the front of our house. And I was okay. just sitting looking out, and it was after dark. I was t- actually talking to Jim on the wor- phone at work because apparently he wasn't working that hard. And um, this great big, huge green, like the size of a basketball or bigger, mm-hmm. looked like it streaked right in front of the window. It was green, and it had sparks, and it had sparks behind it. And as it went by, it, it made sparking noises. It made it was, sparking. Yeah, it sounded like like electrical sparking noises. Yeah. <laughs> now, what's this thing I just saw? Something about there was something in the chat with Bree. Uh, oh yeah, 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 what, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. So she would like a shout out to her brothers. One of her brothers was in a motorcycle accident, injured, um, and on the same day, another of her brothers passed away. Oh. Yeah. So she's had a rough week. So love to her, and you know. Shout out to Bree's brothers. Yes, definitely. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Shout out all the way, man. But our thoughts are with you. 100%. They are. They are. That's that's as shouty as we can get with Chuck with a bad bad voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, and me hogging it all and all. You know, I. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did see that. <laughs> yeah, I see the little comments, sister. Oh it was my a Lord. joke. I know. I'm trying to do the best I can without you know coughing every five seconds. You're so. doing just. Fine, and you actually saved our bacon, speaking of hogs, <laughs> this morning because we, we didn't have a guest tonight, and you took care of that. So, I called you know. my buddies up. 
Caught my buzz. That's right. So if you want, you know, you can talk the whole show and I'll be quiet. No, no, well, I no, probably no. won't be quiet. No. no, you can talk while I just sit in here and cough and blow my nose off screen. So, you know. Mm, that sounds really, really, I know. And mm-hmm. I get to I get to watch it all. I don't have to hear it, but I do get to see it all. Yes, well, because you guys. You, the first time you <laughs> muted and you were coughing. I know. I was like, what is he doing? Because I could just see you kind of shaking up and down. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I am a, I am what they call a trooper. I will not get I will not give down. I will not bow down to this cold. I no. will go there for my listeners and my my producer and my co-host. I will do the best I can even if stuff shooting on my schnoz and That's stuff's right. coughing on my mouth. That's and, right. We will be on the air come hell or high water unless we want to go on vacation. Well, what did Chad just say there? Did you see what Chad says? says I saw a green meteor flash by oh, in the yeah, sky Cheryl, one night. Cheryl and, Chad saw, Cheryl and Chad saw a green meteor flash by in the sky one night. So they saw one, too. They saw. Uh, did it crackle, Cheryl? Did it make a crackling noise? Cheryl's shaking her head. It didn't make a crackling noise. She could, you could speak, Cheryl. It's okay. What? Uh, she's like, she's like I'm a mute and I can't talk. I don't understand. It green? It yeah. was green. It was green. We were driving yeah, somewhere at night, and it was uh, there was a flash of green up in the sky, going across the sky. And I'm like, "What in the heck was that?" And Chad said, "It was a what is it a meteorite or a meteor? I don't know the correct." I think it's a meteorite because okay. it enters. I think when it enters the atmosphere, okay. it's a meteorite. It, that's and outside, because last night was supposed to be a meteor shower. Jim and I sat outside for about twenty minutes, and then we were cold and our backs hurt, so we came yeah. inside. And we didn't see. <laughs> yeah. So well, it, wait, it didn't so crackle because explain our that again. Were wait, 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 so wait, 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 roll back. Yeah. So explain the difference between a meteor and a meteorite. Well, I, I'm just talking out my ass. I mean, so <laughs> I don't know for sure. But my, <laughs> I think, I think a meteorite is one that's in the atmosphere, and a meteor is okay. one that's not. But I could be completely wrong, and well, I'm sure people will correct me if that is the case. I'm well, well, Chad, if you know that's correct, running for the back room. <laughs> well, Chad, if you know that's right or wrong, you can correct us. And if anybody in in, in the uh, chat room knows any differently, just pop it up there because otherwise, I'm going with uh, Karen's version of meteorites and talking on her ass and shooting on her ass and whatever else is coming on her ass. Uh, Cheryl says a meteorite is a solid piece of debris from such sources as asteroids or comets that originates <laughs> in outer space and survives its impact with Earth's surface. It's called a meteoroid. Oh, we've been calling it wrong all along. It's a meteoroid. Like a hemorrhoid. Uh, it's, yeah, let's talk about I was going to say, I like the way it's all connected. We have asteroid and meteoroid. Okay, first of all, I just have to say that's from Wikipedia, not me, but that's fine. Bob, Bob from Spectral Tech <laughs> says, I am right. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, and Bob. Bri- and Brila says, meteor doesn't make a crater. What do you mean? If it crashes on the ground, doesn't it make a big old hole? No, it's, what- it's from another dimension like Bigfoot. <laughs> Okay, there you go, folks. You're getting all sorts of knowledge that makes no sense, and we're just making the shit up as we go along. Random facts here at Paranormal Underground. Random untrue facts, most likely. And Rick says meteorites bring the Martian invaders. Okay, well, that's cool. Oh. Well, that's where they got the green from. Now it makes sense. All right, I'm good. Mm. Okay, I got it. It's it's all good. It's, it's all good. good. I, I'm going with whatever because I, I have a cold, and I'm just a slightly, you know, I feel like I'm inebriated. Really, because of all the cough medicine. Oh, I know taken. that. Yeah, and the stuffy head, the mm-hmm. snotty head. Yeah. Yep. It's like I'm stoned. I'm on. Ooh. I'm stoned. I'm paranormal. Like you're living, out, it's like you're living out here in Washington State and imbibing <laughs> and making use of our our legal marijuana our supplies. Legal marijuana supplies. Now, not in, illegal. In, legal. No legal. No. And, and and when it's legal, I mean, do they like sell like cigarettes now? Where you go and buy them by the pack? And hmm? are no. you serious? No, it's limited amount. So, um, Shahela's actually just got his own pot shop. 
Um, and because they were going to keep them out, but apparently they couldn't. Wait, limiting them out like what? You can buy your own or what? You can only you can only buy a certain amount at a time, and I don't even know what it is. But like, so mm-hmm. when you go into the pot shops, because um, I finally went into one and I was really embarrassed because I felt stupid, but I, you know, curious too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're like, it was clean and well lighted, and the people were like, like just normal middle aged folks. They didn't look like uh, Cheech and Chong or anything, and um, they <laughs> have, and they they were like really sweet, and they gave like you know explained everything and so they sell like they sell like paraphernalia and stuff so they um like the little glass things the pipes and stuff yeah yeah no, the bongs and the bowls and the, but then you know. they also sell so they sell like um the things to eat uh edibles i guess they're just called like brownies like laced brownies yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they sell that but packaged so like packaged what i i just looked really quick they had like packaged chocolate chip cookies i wonder if they like and marijuana they hot pack- pockets they, no they don't have marijuana hot pockets That'd but they had so they had like chocolate candy. Um, they had pills. They have little like um, vaporizers that you can use for a certain number of times, and then it, like disposable vaporizers that just uh-huh. look like a little cigarette, kind of. Um, and then they've got, I think that they've got, you know, just like the leafy stuff that you stick in pipes and stuff too. Leafy so stuff. <laughs> mean like the buds. Like yeah, birds. yeah, and then they have. Come on, talk to Leo. They have things like oil, and uh-huh. um, they had Ooh, something. Yeah. They had some. Well, what was really funny is that they had um, the stuff Tanner had talked about dabs, and I thought it was just like a nickname or something, like yeah. a slang name, and they had something that weren't like dabs. So. <laughs> so you can't like just go and buy like a big old bale of weed and take. Well, it home. no, you can't. You can't bring uh, like a hay bale size. You have to. <laughs> And the state oh, is taxing man. the state is taxing the crap out. Oh hell yeah, they're smart. Yeah, sure they are because we we got rid of our liquor stores, state run liquor stores, and started selling booze in um, grocery stores instead. And so the state lost a lot of um, revenue from that. And uh-huh. so now they've got the pot shops where they tax the crap out of it instead. Well, see, if every state was smart, they'd do that because you just make a killing on that because everybody's going to buy it and they could just tax the crap out of it, make a lot of money. Every every stone, they're happy. They don't care if they're paying the tax because they're stoned. They're happy and they're hungry. They got the munchies. Yeah, and it, it jacks up the food, the food uh, places too. You know, like it's the restaurants for, and stuff. It's good for businesses as long as people don't have to get off their couch to go to them. <laughs> a lot of a lot of delivery stuff. You mean? <laughs> yeah, right. a lot of pizza delivery, taco delivery, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's. Um, I mean, so for me, it was really interesting to go in there. Um, uh-huh. Just to see, because I really thought that what I was going to be walking into would be like this dark, kind of smelly, seedy place with Cheech and Chong at the counter and, and you know, like psychedelic prints and music. I mean, yeah. just talk about a broad brush and stereotyping, but I was sure that that's what I was headed into. So I walk into this beautiful, well-lighted room and I was like, oh, it didn't look like it should be. It didn't look like a pot shop. Well, I mean, I don't know. But- well, that's either supposed to look like a pot. It's supposed to, though. You know, guy come out in the suit. Hello, may I sell you some marijuana today? They like, probably no, you, did. No, you want some guy coming out in like a tie-dye shirt going, dude, dude, that I'm going to sell you some pot. That didn't happen. The lady was a lawyer. The lady who, wow. who was working the counter, she was a lawyer. And her husband looked like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> looked like the gambler? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like Kenny Rogers when he was younger, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Kenny Rogers probably looks like old Kenny Rogers. Well, come now. on, John John Denver sang it best, Rocky Mountain High, baby. Right there. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think that's what that was about. I think that's just the loss of altitude killing brain cells or something, probably, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think it had to do with pot because John Denver was a pot smoker. Was John Denver a pothead? Yeah, he was a pothead. It's the se- in the seventies, we were all potheads. See, I was in the 80s, not illegal. So Cheryl, Cheryl and I, Cheryl and I came of age in the eighties, and mm. it was the just say no generation, wasn't it, Cheryl? Yeah, just say no. It was really? Nancy, Nancy Reagan. Oh, oh yeah. We I'm were, so sorry. We, we were so um, indoctrinated to how how horrible drugs and especially pot and things were. Yeah. That yeah, that was that was our that was well, our. They, when I was yeah. in high school, that's what was going on with Nancy no. Reagan. Just say no. They had you fooled, didn't they? Because I came right off the end of the '60s, so it was like, dude, party! Anything you could smoke, drink, or smell, we were doing it. Well, but you're only a few years older than me. But I mean, so I was—I I entered high school in 1981. Mm-hmm. I was in middle school in the '70s, and of course, you have to understand, my parents were teachers. Okay. Oh well, yeah. And so I was a very, very straight arrow kid because mm-hmm. and my parents knew everybody and if I ever did anything it would get right to my parents so I had to behave well yeah if you're in the 70s you had to have done something or tried something or no. you know I mean mm-hmm. no but I like I say I, I was uh, you know middle school in the 70s so no. wow you were yeah. well bred you're a well bred woman no I was terrified my parents would find out <laughs> I didn't really care. I was too stoned. Who cares, man? Dad, you want some? <laughs> Everybody knew my family, and so yeah, it was. Of course, of course. Now I don't drink or smoke or anything. I drink coffee. That's about that's as far as I go now. So there you go. Coffee. I don't drink coffee. I did have. I had like two sips of wine tonight at dinner, and it gave me a hot flash. So I stopped and gave the rest to Jim. Wait, wine gave you a hot flash? How does wine mm-hmm. give you a hot flash? Just red wine. Red wine, the tannins in it. I don't know. I'm a little prone to hot flashes these days. Let's just put it that way. Because oh, really? as I said, I'm only a few years younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I don't get hot flashes. That's weird. I don't ever get anything like you're, that. You're not supposed to. It's a chicken. Are you sure? It, it, it's, a big, it's the menopause. Anything that happens now, I just blame the menopause. You just play, you, I like to call it the menopause. Yeah, like isn't that nice? Thing. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. an actual entity. It's, it's like an the Facebook and the Google. <laughs> yeah, the Twitter. I need, the I, need Twitter. To, I need to tweet on the Twitter. I wouldn't <laughs> say tweet. I would say, like, um, if I was going to call it the Twitter, I would have to say something. Because tweet would be too hip. So it would say, mm. like, I have to write on the Twitter or something, you know. <laughs> write on the Twitter? I got a yeah. Twitter. I got a twit on the Twitter. I did, actually. I used to call it Twittering. I said, well, I Twittered today. Oh, and people Lord. would look at me like, oh, you what? I Twittered. Yeah. No, no, you tweeted. You tweeted. Well, now they got all this other stuff too. They have Snapchat and you know where it's like take a picture, last five seconds, and it's gone, and uh, all sorts of crazy crap now. I know, I know, and I I do none of that. Facebook is my big accomplishment. Woo-hoo. I like Facebook. That's how I network. That's how I met all these cool people. I, I know. You know what time it is? What, what what time is it? Break time. It's break time. Yeah, so we are going to be. T- uh, it's like I have Chuck's cold at a distance or something. There you go. Voila. So here's here's the deal. We are going nice. to break, and uh-huh. when we come back, we will be talking to Chill Seekers, and that's going to be really cool. So stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Chucky G and me, Karen Fraser, here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, it's Karen Fraser from Paranormal Underground Radio. 
I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. everyone, it's me, Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Fraser. We'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern for Paranormal Underground Radio. In the dark with Karen Fraser and Chucky G. We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests. So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on hazyradio.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Hey everybody, this is Rick Hale, host of Common Sense Paranormal. Listen to me on hazyradio.com, Thursday nights, 8 to 9 p.m. Central. AZ Radio listeners, do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the AZ Radio Network. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
Brian Larkin, you are listening to Chucky G and Karen Frazier, a paranormal underground radio in the dark on the Hey Z Radio Network. The hostesses with the most ghostesses. Yeah. Hey Z Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. You are back with Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Fraser and me, Chucky G. That song was San Diego Bay by Rich Odes. And we have some wonderful guests this evening, friends of mine that I, I got a hold of this morning at the last minute. Chill Seekers, they rock, Carissa and Keith. Hi, Carissa, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you guys doing? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right. I'm kind of slightly sick. So, you know, if I start hacking and I can't talk, then Karen will take over. Maybe if if I feel like pulling his butt out of the fire, I'll take over. Otherwise, yeah, you know, otherwise, I'll, just let so, him, I'll just let him flounder. We'll go to dead air. <laughs> Five minutes of talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be like, <laughs> and you'll be like, oh my god, what show did I get on? <laughs> so, anyways, I hear you guys are on lots of shows lately, huh? Yes, this is actually our third interview in three days. Um, we've been uh, just so happy with all the support we've been getting from the paranormal community. Well, you guys, you guys are awesome. I, I, I like talking to Keith. I, I always bounce stuff off him, or I like being a different app. Like you put an app out there, I see an app, I'll go, dude. Do you know if this is any good or not? And we just talk about it. Or I have a problem with it. You know, I, I talk to him, so it's good. You know, it's cool. I like to stay in uh, contact with you guys because I, I, and I love the shows too, of course. So, oh, thank you. I mean, we love keeping in contact with you too, and you know, that's that's how we make progress is you know through each other. Yep. So. Besides doing the, I want to get into the, you know, your, your show and the things that you do is your investigations. Um, Keith's always, Keith's also branching off and doing this, um, this thing on YouTube where he's got like, he'll bring out new apps or different things that he's trying and kind of share with everybody what he's going on to try to educate and kind of help people out. I think that's pretty cool. What do you think about that? I mean, we wish we had that when we were starting out, you know, and that's part of what we did is we, 
you know, we've been filming since our very first investigation. So that way people can see, you know, the, the development and the evolution of a, of a paranormal team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was one thing that I really wish that I had more of when we first started was, you know, how does this work and why does it work? And, you know, what are the little things that I should know about it? And so when Keith started doing that, it was great. However, he did kind of do it in the house. <laughs> and that was kind of like a, that's a no-no. That's our place of sanctuary. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so, so in other words, you're saying that because he was doing it in the house, he might have brought forth some things that you don't want in the house? Well, at first, I didn't know he was doing it because he filmed a bunch of them, and then <laughs> he didn't put them on the Internet yet. So uh-huh. then uh, all this stuff started happening around the house, and I was like, I'm going crazy, or we're not doing something right when, when we're on investigations. What's right. going on? And then finally, he came out and told me, like, hey, I've been you know testing equipment out, and I'm going to release some videos. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I wanted to just scream, so, so, you know? So, so basically, your feeling is that you shouldn't... Uh be doing investigations in the place that you call your home. Well, I mean, he has a studio that we kind of have sealed off and everything. And, you know, that way the energy there doesn't affect our, you know, our children or our regular, um, you know, daily life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you, you should always have a place that you feel comfortable and safe, but a place that you can really just leave it all behind too. Gotcha. So, um, but I, yeah, I agree with you that I think that what he's doing as far as, um, like testing this stuff out and putting it out there and stuff, it, it is really helpful. I mean, I mean, I've been around a long time, but it's still helpful for me because uh, I'll I'll see an app and go, I'm not really sure if this is any good or not, you know. So I'll just go, I'll just go see if Keith looked at it. You know what I mean? So at least I got oh, yeah. someone I can kind of bounce it off of, you know. So I, I think it, that's really cool. Absolutely, and what's cool is that we work really closely with the developers. For example, this last weekend we were in Sacramento with Anthony Sanchez. He's the developer and the programmer of uh, the the creator of Ghost Hunter apps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were actually able to go to his home and, and, and his workspace and see, you know, like what, uh, you know, where it's done and how it works and why it works and really get to see how they're how they're made. And um, it was really cool. And then we actually got to go on an investigation with him and, and use all this equipment in these apps. And uh, that'll be our next episode coming out soon. Oh, really? So you guys went ahead and filmed that and stuff, too, because I was kind of curious to how that went and everything. So uh, we're always filming. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, but it, but it went good though, right? I mean, that's got to be kind of cool. It went really well. It was it was just it was it was awesome. <laughs> We're still you know reviewing, but a lot of a lot of great stuff. Yeah, I like uh, a lot of the apps. I got the uh, I like the SCD one, um, oh, yeah. which is really cool. Um, and uh, a couple times I've had some issues, like trying to get it on my PC and stuff. And I actually got a hold of Anthony, and he went ahead and gave me some uh, little tips and stuff to to get it connected on my computer and work, but. It's a very interesting app. I mean, you know, you have that one. I like the Echo Vox too. I mean, I really love the Echo Vox. Oh yeah. I don't know. Was that now? Was that him also, or was that somebody else that made that? No, um, that's somebody else. That's what I thought. Yeah, because yeah, uh, but we use both. Um, you know, we we try to use um, you know, as as many different things as we can to try to get as much evidence as we can, and yeah. uh, you know, we'll we'll keep trying and looking for more stuff too. Yeah, I found I found I've gotten a lot of. A uh, good response with those, those those two particular apps. Like I, I don't even use like my SBC seven anymore, or, or hardly at all. You know, we haven't so, used it for a while either. Yeah, I'm so spoiled with the the Echovox because it's it's clearly working and it's very uh, non invasive. So there's not a lot of you know crazy noise and stuff. You pretty much can get when you get a response, you know you're getting a response. And then the same with the SCD one too. It's like 
um, it's pretty cut, clear cut when it comes through and stuff like that. So I find that pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's what we love it. And you know, it was really cool because um, the SCD one was developed with like with Steve Huff and everything. And actually, um, in about a week or so, we are going to be uh, meeting up with Steve Huff, Huff into sorry, Steve Huff in Tombstone, Arizona. So oh really? We're pretty okay. excited about that too. Well, you tell Steve when you see him that Chucky e. G says, "Hey, I'm still trying to get him on the show too." So because I, I want to talk totally to him. I will totally tell him that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he's he's you know he's one of the guys that's pretty much tested every single spirit box from the very first ones till now. I mean, he owns lots oh, of them. Yeah. He, he's, he's a collector, so uh, I, I always want, I want to pick his brain as well. So. Oh yeah, he's so busy all the time too. You just see him like everywhere, just releasing videos like crazy too. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely let him know that though. Cool. Thank you. So. Yeah. What um what new uh, adventures has Chill Seekers been up to? Well, um, it's been a really busy year for us. Um, since we last were on your show, um, I think well we did we actually made the news again um, in Rockland, California, um, at an antique store. There, there was a haunted couch, and you can actually see this in uh, our episode. It's called uh, the Handpicking Emporium, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually got a spirit. Um, through the uh, connects camp, hugging our psychic. Mm-hmm. That's what I was telling Karen about. That, uh, uh, yeah, because first it was like dancing, mm-hmm. and then it was like it was crazy because it was sitting on the couch, its arm hanging over the edge, like just chilling. And then the psychic came up and sat there, and it said, "Oh, well, let's see if you can get a hug." And then you saw the the actual. Uh, wait, 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 wait. So where does one see this? Is this so I have to tell you, I my plan today when I found out you were coming on was to spend the entire day watching your show. <laughs> because I've seen it. You were on our show with when I was with Rick before. Yeah. And um I watched a bunch after that and they were great. I loved them. And so I was today I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna snuggle up in my chair with my dog and I'm gonna watch all these shows and it didn't happen. It's okay. It's such a cool start online. You can binge watch at any time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I and I will because that's exactly what I do. I just have so much stuff going on work wise right now that oh, yeah. I feel like it's hard for me to catch up on on things too. Sometimes, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's on ChillSeekers.com. Um, mm-hmm. It's also on YouTube slash ChillSeekers. Um, if you go to ChillSeekers.com, then you'll see all our little videos as well as like the test videos that Keith's doing. But one of the tabs up at the top is episodes, and you can actually just see a list of just all the actual full episodes that we have. They're usually about fifteen to twenty minutes long, um, and you know the, they're the most action-packed twenty minutes we can find out of you know usually a twelve-hour investigation. So, yeah, I, I found that one with the where it was, they were hugging the psychic. That was just crazy. I mean, but you could I, actually see it, huh? Yes, yeah, because I out. have I have had I have had spirits hug me before, and it's a creepy, creepy feeling. But it's never nobody's ever had a camera on me when it was happening. Yeah, because the kinetic camera picks up like a I guess a, a skeletal. Uh, shape of a, f- a figure is the easiest way to explain it, um, and it can pick up that energy in the f- in, sh- in the form of that on the on the uh, you know your PC when you're shooting a kinetic a kinetic camera. Mm-hmm. See, here's the deal. You know, I Chuck and I were talking about this the other day. Is that we investigate very differently. We both we come at it from kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. There are people on my team who do what Chuck does, but I am the touchy feely. I'm the psychic who sits down on the couch and the dude hugs her. I mean, that's that's just the way that I investigate. So when people talk about technology, my eyes kind of glaze over because I'm so bad with it. Oh yeah, it's it's actually really cool. Can you guys hear me okay now? Because I know yeah. I looked like I was cutting out for a minute. No, you're fine. Uh, yeah, fine. I, I just love the fact that we're able to kind of validate one another. You know, our psychics validate what we're getting on our equipment, and mm-hmm. our equipment is validating what they're feeling too. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was really cool. I mean, there's even more than that, um, on the, on the actual episode too, you know, where we were like, Oh, she's touching your hand in the psychic Christie. She says, uh, no, she's touching my arm. And then mm-hmm. when you look closer, it, she really, this, the, the stick figure that it's showing the mapping, it, it is touching her arm. And at that time, you know, she can't see that on the screen at all because the screen is, you know, it's facing the opposite direction. So it, yeah. we have that all on camera. Yeah, That's that was, great. I would, yeah. I would love to, you know, somebody should just walk around and film me. That's it. That's what should happen. <laughs> then I can feel validated instead of nuts most well, of the time. There you go. Well, yeah. let's talk, let's talk about the psychics that are on your team. Since we're into this end of it, um, and this is more where Karen's into it. What you're, you're the two psychics that you have on your team seem to be really good at what they do. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Christy and Ellie, they've been a team for quite a while. Um, and, you know, we met up with them about a year and a half ago or so. And uh, we we brought them on quite a few uh, investigations with us because they work so well as a team. Um, they, you know, the equipment in them, like, I don't know, it just it's a really great matchup because they're able to really validate what we're getting on the equipment and vice versa. Um, and it, it just amazes. They still amaze me every time we we bring them along. So do you like? I, well, sometimes you can tell me you know, why when you're shooting and you're watching the episodes. Do they go in first all the no. time, or how does this work? Can I give us some what we breakdown? do is um, Keith and I and Andrew. What we'll do is we'll meet with the um, the homeowner, the shop owner, the the client, and uh, we don't give them any information. There's been times that we didn't even give them an address because we thought that that would uh, give them too much detail. And we've had them meet us at a local Starbucks and then we just bring them along with us. Um, so there's a lot of different ways and I'm always pushing. I know that I'm always testing them in ways and um, because I have to think about how our viewers are seeing it. And, you know, we, we don't just make episodes for our fans. We make it for our critics too, you know? And uh, I think that, <laughs> good that, luck with that. <laughs> I know, right? There's always critics out there. So, you know, I, I'm always just trying to make sure that we're very thorough, just the way I'm always checking our equipment. I'm always checking our sure. psychics and sure. um, they're always checking themselves, too. And we just have a really good checks and balance system. Good. Well, I like that. And I like um, that you guys are sort of maybe bucking the trend a little bit because, you know, a lot of um, paranormal entertainment is, well, we're just all scientific. And so no psychics. No, that's not viable no and so i like that you're doing that because um i think that psychics bring a really really important aspect to paranormal investigation they can tell you where to point your camera um you know on my team i go ahead of time and i do the walkthrough before the team ever comes in mm-hmm. um so so i think that there are all kinds of different ways to do it but i like that you involve notice i didn't say the word use check that yes. you involve psychics and that you're willing to show that because i i think that that's a little bit um, maybe frowned upon by a lot of people. I know, you know, when, when we mentioned that I, I do that on my team to certain people, their eyes glaze over a little. I I, I don't, that's, that's terrible though, because you know, when you think of what spirit, like spirituality, it's a very emotional thing, you know, yep. and my, I don't care what equipment I have or what apps I'm using or, you know, my ovulus is going to say angry, <laughs> happy, you know, but that doesn't really capture yeah. the emotion and, and the energy of what's really going on. You can only I, do that with another person's energy. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So do you think, um, how long have you guys been doing this now? Um, probably almost, it'll be three years this year. Okay, so as you've, as you've moved forward, do you, have you noticed that you are better at sensing um, entities and spirits? 
absolutely. Um, absolutely. I mean, there's been times that, you know, especially when I, when I'm amongst the, the other people that we have in the group, um, with Christine Ellie, you know, when I'm with them, even I'm, I pick up on things so much because they're almost like a conduit. And then I'm just kind of caught in the middle sometimes and I'll pick up things. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a second, I'm not the psychic here, but you know, but it, it, it does, you know, and, and then you just start to understand the way your body reacts to the energies. You understand why the way things feel and everything. And um, I think that that really helps you to kind of tune in your, on, on your own. Yeah, well, and I think that really everybody has abilities. It's just how much you choose to listen to them. I mean, I don't mean that everybody has like the the same level of abilities or even the same types. But I do think that we all have that psychic intuition. It's just a matter of, of how you listen to it. So it's always interesting to hear somebody who started out like you did to see how that's evolved. And you're absolutely right. Psychics do magnify one another. <laughs> and that's what Christina will usually come in pairs, you know? So, yeah. 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 Just like, just like investigators who then find out they're psychics. Like Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I know that was a crazy. That's a crazy crossover, I'll tell you, because my logical side still wants to take over. My little techie side goes no, 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 and then mm-hmm. I have to go wait, wait, listen to it, and then I go, oh my god, yeah, okay, so I got it. But so how does so how do you guys pick where you go, or how do you choose where you go, or do people come to you? Do you go to them, or is it a mixture of the two, or how do you guys do that? It's a little bit of everything. I write a lot of letters. <laughs> I write a lot of letters. Really. Um, and then one one connection will lead to another. It helps when we get on the news um, because then other people see it and we get phone calls from that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then just having, you know, those connections in the media, the connections with the other um, paranormal investigators, the support from the paranormal community. I mean, it, it's a lot easier now than it was when we first started. Do you have a do you favor one or the other like residents versus, um, you know, businesses or, you know, places like that? Um, you know, I've gotten such great results with uh, different places. What I do prefer, though, is those little obscure places where it's not necessarily like a a paranormal tourist uh, attraction, you know, because the I places like without the gift shop. Yes, exactly. And I mean, yeah. just sometimes it, the energy does get worn out, you know, and, and it's almost like a diluted evidence that you can get sometimes. But we do them because people want to see what's going on in there. And people want to see us do it, but mm-hmm. I really personally favor the places that haven't really been too investigated yet. I'm glad that you brought that up about the energy being worn out because that's been um, not in every place, but in a lot of places. That's certainly been my experience in really high traffic places where if all day long everybody's coming through to see the ghosts and trying to communicate with them and some are doing it nicely and some are not. Um, they do seem to get worn out and they do seem to either just shut down completely or like you say, it's, it's diluted somehow. Yeah. How would you feel if there was a bunch of people walking through your house every day, calling your name out over and over again in different ways, you know, it would wear you out. Well, no, that actually happens at my house. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, mom, mom. Yeah. There you go. Now you know how spear feels. That's right. Yeah, I always say I'm going to change my name because my boys, they're twins, so I hear it in stereo all day long. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, mine just went away to college, so Aww. it's actually... No, you know what? That's what I thought. No, it's great. It's <laughs> the best. I swear, it's great. But no, actually, when I, I what I mean is that I actually have the spirits coming through the house trying to talk to me all the oh, time. I, oh, that, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens here. Well, yeah, see, no. now... 
with the the places you like you're saying you you like the where the places that where where the energy hasn't been worn out i mean there's so many places that are so famous you know everyone wants to go there and blah 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 um I find it interesting to find those places that no one's gone to yet, you know what I mean? Or something, mm-hmm. you know, like historical places or just, you know. But it's funny, though, because I always, I, here's another thing I think about. Not every place that is haunted or has activity is it necessarily has to be a historical place. I mean, it can be a brand new place, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So how do you figure that out, you know what I mean? I mean, besides someone coming to you and saying, hey, dude, man, there's this ghost in my house and he's running around with my underwear or whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, how do you figure out, how do you figure that out, you know what I mean? I mean, can you You mean not, like who to go to? Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? We have a little bit of a screening process because, um, you know, the more popular we get, the little bit of uh, the outlandish some of the claims get to be, you know, and um, we have to be careful. I mean, like, I'm not going in there with security, you know, and, and <laughs> who knows what's I'm, I swear every time we go up to the foothills, though, I'm like, we are going to be eaten. I know it. I know it <laughs> because there's so many little towns up in the foothills. But those mm-hmm. are the, the greatest places out here in gold country. Um, you know, it's, it's such a quick drive away from us and it's such a rich spiritual environment, but there's a lot of little towns out there and a lot of little, like there's, you know, cults and things like that, that, yeah. uh, they're like, that there's that chill there. seekers people. Let's get them now. Oh Lord. Yeah. Security is a big issue with people who go in and investigate, especially in private homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I understand. <laughs> there have been a few places where I, I, I never go and do walkthrough by myself. I always make sure somebody comes with me. But there have been a few I thought, am I going to die here? Is this it? Well, yeah, because, you know, especially if, like, if you're kind of in charge of the team, you know, you're like the lead to the team. You, God forbid you bring your team in there and something bad happens to them because you're like, well, I was the one that was supposed to be the guy to make sure that that didn't happen, you know, and here they are getting hurt or you know, abused or yelled at or whatever, you know what I mean? Because, um, I mean, how do you – let's see if I can say, say this the right way. How do you – have you ever dealt with people where you go into the location and you tell them what's going on or you gather whatever you're going to gather and they're not satisfied? Or, or, <laughs> or, or, you know what I mean? Or they're like, well, no, I'm telling you, man, this is really the way it is. And you're like, but look, I, I can only speak upon what I've – been seeing or uh, been involved with while I'm here, and I'm not seeing that. Have you had those conflicts oh, yeah. of I've interest? Had a lady tell me, I've had a lady tell me, like, oh, it's so friendly. And I'm like, well, two of us just got, you know, scratched. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it's not so friendly. You might want to cleanse the house, you know. And then I'm like, but let me go ahead and what we do is we tell them, you know, we, we do a, con- a consult afterwards after we've done the review and everything. And we tell them, you know, what we've heard today is not, you know, all that we may have gotten. So I don't want to make any conclusive, you know, statements until I've done my review. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, very that's, good. That's, hey, that's, we need to go to break. So why don't we do that? All right. Uh, all right. So um, we are going to take a break. We are talking to Chill Seekers. Uh, stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Chucky G and me, Karen Frazier, here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. This is Kristen from the Enlightened Circle. Join us Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, where we'll feature great guests, enlightening information, and spiritual healing. If you have questions about or for the universe, the Enlightened Circle is where you want to be. Tuesdays at 10, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
Doug, what you doing? I'm celebrating the new time slot for Periscope Uncensored. That's right. We're moving to 9-8 Central starting April 3rd. Yep. And with a party this big, we have to invite all of the Hazy Radio listeners. Uh, what was that? Oh, God, I think I partied a little too hard. Oh, Doug. Catch Periscope Uncensored Friday nights at 9-8 Central. Only on the Hazy Radio Network. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Life in the Universe with Madeline Rudy. Discussing paranormal happenings in everyday life with psychics, healers, and intuitives from all over the world. Call in to receive healing energy and balancing. Learn how to create the most fulfilling life possible from healers, intuitives, and life coaches to help you move along your path in life. That's Life in the Universe every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern only on the Hazy Radio Network.
Hello, this is Patty Valdez with South Sound Paranormal Research, and you're listening to Chucky G.G. and Karen Frazier on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on the Hazy Radio Network. Hello, this is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. I'm just being redundant right now with Karen Frazier and Chucky G. We are back right now. I don't know what the song... Well, I heard the song, but I it don't know... It was San Diego Bay. Oh, there we go. Wasn't it? It was Creation Mind. The song was... Maybe cre- it wasn't. Yeah. No, that was that was the first one. The Crystal the Ship. Oh. <laughs> it's the Crystal Ship by Creation Mind. It's a guessing game of the song, and we are here with Chill Seekers. Um, I believe it's Chris. Are you still there with us, or is it Keith? I'm here. Oh, okay. Hello. Yeah, and we were just talking on break too. I was talking about how uh, my daughter's friends think it's so cool that that you know I'm a paranormal investigator. I just went to her work today, and one of her friends is like, "Oh, is that him? Is that him?" And I'm like, "Why is she saying that like that?" <laughs> And, she, and Rachel goes, because they think that's so cool. And then she, she wants to meet you. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm not like a celebrity or anything. I, you know, I, I work for a living in retail, for crying out loud. So, but it's kind of neat that people think it's cool. So not everybody thinks it's wacky, roll the eye kind of a thing, you know. So, anyways. So, um, let's see. What can we talk about now? We've talked about um, where you go and investigate. So, we had a question in chat. Oh, we did. All right. Shoot for it. Go. Go, sister. Chad wanted to know if you still make the soap. Oh, my God. Oh, I do. I do do make it. Um, The last time I did a big batch, it was on uh, Chris Fleming's Ghost Outlet. Um, And I'm not sure if he has any more left or not, but I'll be making some more very shortly. And um, if you want soap, just uh, hit us up at uh, chillseekers at ymail.com. There you go. And it's what's the soap for? It's like a... It's like a um, cleansing soap. I mean, not like a, a physical cleansing, but like a spiritual cleansing soap. Is that right? A little bit of both, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> like I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wash your pits while you wash your soul. You can use there that. You that's go. your new tagline. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. That's a rough That was just right off there. the top of my head. Well, speaking, Martin, of head you know? speaking of the top of your head, you could have Chill Seekers shampoo, too, I think. Mm, I think it would be cool. Be- Seriously. I do hair for a living. I actually do make my own shampoo and deep conditioning treatments and things like that. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah, I make, see, I, go ahead. Yeah. No. Oh, I was going to say, I make, I make juju spray, which is kind of my version of, of probably your soap. So. Very likely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Juju spray? What is? I, well, I call it juju spray. I'm going to send you some. I know, but explain what it is to the folks that don't know oh, juju spray. Oh, well, so it's um, basically it's water and Himalayan salt. Um, okay. Okay. That has um, been reiki, and mm-hmm. then it has different aromatherapy or essential oils in it, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are oils like for either personal project protection for um, shifting energy. I, I can make different kinds of juju spray, or okay. like if there's a spirit that needs help crossing, you use like funeral herbs and oils instead. Okay. So, see, you could do a whole line of soap. Well, oh, absolutely. There you yeah. go, Chris. All right, let's, now let's just roll right into that. Since we're talking about all this stuff. Um, you guys do all the techie stuff with Keith, all the techie apps and stuff like that. How about old school stuff? Dowsing rods, uh, 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 pendulums, uh, cars, any of that. Do they, you, do you guys use any of that on your investigations? Actually, we, we, we do. And, um, I can't say too much because we are going to be working on a little bit more with the, uh, traditional techniques and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in some upcoming episodes, we've got a lot of stuff planned. Oh, I'm so excited. See, because I started doing that recently where I, I call it uh, mixing the uh, old age with new tech. I've always uh, done it. 
<laughs> but I did, except for not the new tech, except for not the new tech stuff. Go on. No, but I think it's, I think that's, I think that's great that that's coming back because I mean, that's where it all started, right? It wasn't the new tech first. It was the dowsing rods and everything else. And I find that that stuff works really, really, really well. And if you even put it up against the new tech, it so so many times it, it it matches or outdoes the other one, but at least it matches. So you're you're getting like you know confirmation from both ends. Um, I think it's I think it's really cool. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on it? Mine. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. you are you are the guest. You are a guest. So we've been talking yes. about it a lot, but yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, you know, sure, we, you know, go I, ahead. We could, just, we could just talk and and you could just sit there if you like. I'm sorry, I was. I was so distracted. I was looking at this picture of Chuck here that you put on for the 80s in those short shorts. Oh, oh my gosh, right? Look. I know. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's move on past that, shall we? <laughs> but, yes, uh, the old school techniques, I think, you know, they are a foundation. If, if you don't have that foundation, um, you know, what do you have to build on? Mm-hmm. And uh, those are one of those things that, you know, you learn. And we haven't really featured enough of those in the episode. So we'll definitely um, be featuring some things like that. I think I should wear the orange shirts and do an episode myself. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I think that would be good. <laughs> I do. Those were the shorts. That was the time for those shorts, people. I was at you work look like a Baywatch extra. Did he yeah. in the picture? Was he also wearing brown socks and like oh, and no. carrying a camera and saying, "You take my picture, please"? Did he look like? A- <laughs> no, I did not. Hey, I was buff then too, man. I was a buff dude. But anyways, I digress. So, um, uh, so yeah, so, so you like? So you say that you can't say too much, but you are guys are going to go forward with that. So I know um, as far as Keith's going, that's exciting. Get, yeah, it is. Oh, I think yeah. it's really. You guys are going to do that. I think you should do an episode where it's nothing but old school. No new tech at all. Just oh, old we should school. dress heck of old school too when we do it. That would be so much fun. Oh, you should No, you should dress like the Scooby Doo gang. Oh my <laughs> I, I actually have a picture of me dressed up like Velma. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. And somebody could do the Fred with the ascot and the, the blue collar and the. It'd be great. Yeah, you guys should do it. Uh, that'd be cool. Chill Seekers does Scooby Doo. But if you do that, no Scrappy Doo because he ruined that whole joint. Oh so. my God, I hate that dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so um, remind me where you guys are located, where you where you work out of. We're in uh, it's considered Northern California, uh, but we're pretty much right smack dab in the middle of the valley. Okay, all right, cool. So we're in so, Modesto. It's close to like Stockton and Sacramento, yeah. kind of. Yeah, you're West. I'm a West Coaster too. I'm in Washington State. So. Oh, so you know where I'm at then? Yeah, I know where you are. That's right. You um. So do you do? Have you been up to any cool places like in Oregon, or do you stay mostly California, Nevada, regionally? Uh, when we go to Arizona, it'll be our first time out of California. Oh, so we've, cool. We've gone all up and down California, but we haven't gone uh, up to Oregon yet. Or oh uh, well, you get in touch when you go to Oregon. I can I can send you some to some places. Oh, I love that. I, I want to go to Oregon so bad. I've I've lived in California my whole life. I've yeah. been all over the world, but yeah, I haven't been to my neighboring states except for, you know, Reno. You've never been to you've never been to Oregon. I've never been to I've only been to Arizona and Nevada. I've never been up north, which is where I'd prefer to go. Um, you know, the hot weather is just too much for me. I last like yeah. two weeks in Arizona. Yeah, it's beautiful up here. You should you should just head on up the coast, and I've got places for you in Washington too. So that's what you need to do. You just let me know when you're when you're ready, and I'll take you places. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll oh. be making a little road trip soon, hopefully. 
I want to know when people are going to come down here to Illinois and come visit me. That's what I want to know. Come to Chi Town. We'll bring back some water with us because I, we're having a serious drought out here. <laughs> I know, and you're not. You know what? You're not going to get any from us this year because we're in drought too. Yeah, really. And that's that's usually Cal- California usually gets our water when they have a drought, and that's what sort of keeps them from. And and we don't have any because we had no snowpack in the mountains this year, and that's where we get our water and our power. And yeah. So they get your water. Um, and power when when they are having trouble with their own, yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a fun fact, folks. It has nothing to do with the paranormal. Look at that. Karen's always whipping out fun facts. I We're like neighboring right. states. Can we borrow a cup of sugar? That's right. Water, power. <laughs> oh, gosh yeah. darn it. It's California knocking again. Don't answer yeah, the door. Really. Excuse me. Can I borrow a little cup of power, please? <laughs> Lord. So, um... So you guys are, you know, moving on up and, and getting better at what you're doing. Um, what what more do you want to get out of the paranormal? What things do you know, want to learn or, you know? One day I would love to see and live to tell the tell an angel. Everybody always talks about demons. And I, I just, to me, that's my dream. Like one day, like I want to find evidence of, of an angel, you know, and it's so rare you're looking oh, yeah. at three right now. What are you talking- oh. <laughs> My angels, I just I can visualize the halos. <laughs> yeah, there ain't no halo here. I'll tell you that right now. So, but and that's just kind of like my my paranormal fantasy, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that, that there's a lot of different things out there that we haven't encountered or, you know, seen yet, and it, it's really cool. So I I just kind of go in with an open mind and just get what we get. So any interest in things like um going bigfoot hunting or ufo hunting or have you already done that and i just missed it because i didn't get to your show no, actually it would be <laughs> yeah, yeah, missed cool. it. it would be really cool to go do that uh, when we were meeting with anthony sanchez he's actually really big in the ufo community uh written books you know done a lot done a lot in that in that field and um i learned a lot from him during this last investigation about you know ufos and everything and um, but I gotta be honest, like, I can handle spirits, but UFOs scare the hell out of me. I, I know. They're, when we have a UFO show, it freaks me out. I could talk ghosts all day. Mm-hmm, I could talk too. ghosts, I could talk demons, but UFOs, no, because those, they could mess you up, man. Yeah, and not even UFOs, but <laughs> aliens in general, because yeah. like, I was learning, you know, a lot that there's, you know, there's evidence that they're among us and that they live underground. Yeah. And things, so. Oh, I know. And that they, they, that, there are people who are like you pass in the mall or on the street or something that are really half alien and half human and stuff like that. Yeah, people tell me that stuff, and that's the stuff that leaves me laying awake at night staring at the ceiling with my eyes really wide. Ever wonder what a paranormal investigator has nightmares about? Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of my equipment's working on this thing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what to call you or look at you or what, what's going on. Oh my gosh. Like, what are so you doing? <laughs> All right, so let's talk about that. You got your aliens, and you're talking yeah. paranormal investigators. What about alien spirits? I've heard of that, actually. Um, that's something that um, Ellie, one of our psychic affiliates, kind of explained to me one day. And she was talking about kind of like an interdimensional spirit, in a way, and how you know it can kind of be like an alien and how interesting that was. And um, if I wasn't already scared... Um, that scared me a lot more. <laughs> well, but here's the thing I think, and maybe this will help you to feel less frightened. So I think that humans and aliens um, actually all come from the same source, and we just go to different worlds. And um, when we die, we go back to the same source, and we co-mingle. 
And we may even reincarnate on those worlds. So an alien spirit may just be somebody who was a human once or the ones that kind of act really obnoxious. Maybe they were never human. And so they just don't understand how human beings are. Does that make you feel better or worse? That does make me feel better because, you know, one thing I'm always explaining to people is that like spirits don't see that door, that wall, the way it doesn't exist to them in the way that it exists to us. And I mean, maybe I should open my mind a little bit more and think, well, maybe, you know, the physical barriers that we have in our universe don't exist to everybody, you know, and spiritually mm-hmm. either. So, I mean, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, it does. And and that's kind of, and so when people say, oh, I've encountered a demon or this spirit that just, I, I always wonder if really what that is, is a spirit that wasn't incarnated here ever on earth. And so they don't understand the human experience. So they're behaving in ways that they understand the experience and they don't really get that that's frightening or foreign to us and the way we behave may be foreign to them as well absolutely and karen whenever you're picking up on um on say an entity and sometimes Mm -hmm. you kind of see it with your mind's eye do you ever see Mm -hmm. it really distorted and not human like almost but not really like a a demon per se but there's times like i know that i feel i I feel i feel distorted more because when i see usually what i see are really really quick flashes Mm -hmm. and um I filter a lot of that out. So if it's something that doesn't make like, so, okay. So if I'm in a house and I see in my a flash of a little old lady with white hair and pink cheeks and a velour tracksuit, I'm more likely to mention that I see that than something that looks freaky because I think something that doesn't look like a person, like I would understand then to me is like, Oh, that's just my mind making stuff up. So I okay. may see those things, but I immediately sort through, but I do know that sometimes I've, I've encountered in a few times because my main way of communication is, is empathy. I'm empathic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've encountered them in ways that they don't feel right. They don't feel human. Okay. That makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like to use the word co-mingle too. That's a fancy word. Here's That's right. Fancy words. Dime store words for me, man. <laughs> So when you were talking about angels before, what, what do you mean, Chris? Do you mean see an angel, like with the wings and everything? or Well, just like how, you know, there's not really a... That's just how us humans have described them all the yes. time, because I think that that's how we can wrap our mind around it. Yes. But I, mean, I think there's different ways that, um, you know, if there's, if there's an angel or a demon, there's different ways that it can come to us. I really don't truly feel like I've ever even encountered a demon, knock on wood. Um, mm-hmm. Because I feel like if I encountered a true demon, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now, but like this, you know, um, okay. you know, and or you know that I would know for sure that yeah, that was a demon. <laughs> She'd um, be talking like this. Yeah, that would be creepy. <laughs> and you know, I've encountered some really negative, really dark entities before, but I don't want to go on the record and say, oh, it was a demon, because to mm-hmm. me, I I I just I don't see that I or felt anything that strong yet. But I think you know. I do believe in duality in, in some extent, you know, um, I think that it's not as clear cut as we make it out in stories and, you know, in our folklore and things like that. But um, I would like to encounter something extremely light versus something extremely dark one day. Yeah. Well, the, but, 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 all right. So let me ask this question as a whole, uh, angels and demons, isn't that th- those, that verbiage, isn't it really kind of based religious wise? I mean, I'm not, I mean, I went to church. I was, I, I know, I understand that, kind of the answer to that question but i'm just asking you like how you feel about it because i mean I, I was raised methodist though i'm not a churchgoer now i do believe in god in a different way um, i'm more spiritual so 
to me, sometimes it's hard for me to wrap around angels and demons in that verbiage. You know what I mean? Well, when sense? I say that, it's just kind of, it's just an easy way to put it, you know, because I don't think that it, there's these clear cut, good, bad, right. dark, light, evil, good, or evil, holy kind of things. I think that it's kind of mm-hmm. almost like a spectrum, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you can be on different places of the spectrum at different times and, you know, that it's not that easy, but through the years and like when we're writing history and we're create, you know, religions are created or, you know, manipulated or changed or, you know, evolve or anything like that. Um, that has to be made easy for, for people to share that and understand that and believe in that. And I think that creating these boundaries is the way that us humans are easily able to understand those kind of well, it's things. How, it's how we have our human experience. Um, when you talk about duality, that's really part of the human physical experience as opposed to the spiritual experience, I believe, because exactly. I believe spiritually it's all love. But I have to tell you, so you said that you'd really like to meet that person I, that's all pure light. I met one person once in my entire life who was that way. Really? Uh, yeah. He, his name is Reverend Charles King. He lives in Tacoma. He is Martin Luther King Jr.'s cousin. And um, I was at a unity church in Bremerton, Washington, and he came to preach. And um, when I met him, have you just have you ever met somebody who just feels like pure love? It just like radiates from them. That was this guy. Just you walked into his presence and it was, <laughs> yeah, right, you check. You walked into his presence and it was like, ah, it was just pure love. I, I, it's hard to explain. I've tried to explain it over the years and people have looked at me funny, but he is, you know, as close to that as, as I've ever come as this man was just, he was love. I mean, that's all I could say. He was just love. And that's what I want to meet one day. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm a mom. So of course I'm like, Oh my kids, I yeah. feel that pure love for them. But I mean, and that's love that you feel, but yeah. to, I want to experience that, you know, one day where I meet somebody and it's just light, love and comfort, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy was that way. I mean, he was absolutely, he was amazing. And I was really lucky that we had decided to go there that day and have that experience. It was actually um, the weekend of of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And he was preaching over in in Bremerton, Washington. So it was pretty cool. It was cool. Yeah. So like a lot of your investigations, how many times have you run across poltergeist activity? Um, I would say uh, maybe a handful. Um, You know, it's not as common as people make it out to be in the horror movies. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of energy to move that. And I know that it, it takes the right type of energy too. Cause yeah. I hear a lot about, you know, KP manifestations and poltergeist, you know, spawning yeah. from that. And, um, you know, but we have encountered it before. I mean, we've actually the band to end, we did an investigation there where there's, um, we get a pencil moving. Um, yeah. and, and we actually show that there's, a string next to the pencil as it's moving and that string is perfectly still that there's no wind moving that or anything but yet the pencil moves we put it back it starts to spin around when we ask it to and it doesn't you know doesn't do it anymore the rest of the night at all so um th- that one was really awesome and we actually had the tracy press there um the news the news reporter was there with us when it happened so we were like yes somebody else saw it <laughs> yeah that's that's was sit- nice. <laughs> was that the one sitting on the bar where it was sitting on yes the- that's it yeah. Mm-hmm. So w- when you when you work with people, have you ever had poltergeist activity that's clearly obviously coming from a huge human agent? And if so, how do you approach that? Because I, it's a really delicate conversation to have with someone. Um. Oh gosh. Okay. I gotta, I'm like thinking through the database. I'm like, yeah, where yeah. have we gone? What have we done? All the. I. You know, one that comes to mind is daydreams and nightmares. Um. There was one 
where we we had some there was makeup thrown at a um at a customer there and this was a really old one actually um and then you know we asked over the spirit box um you know it was the sb7 we said you know what was thrown at the guests at the customer here and makeup comes through very clearly and then later that night we had some change thrown at us and that one was really cool but you know, the shop owner is actually, she's very involved in the paranormal field. She's very understanding. So we didn't really have to break any news to her. She yeah. already knew it was there. Yeah. I remember that episode, too. I remember that uh, That's stuff. That's old one. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, what about that? You guys went to the, well, what the heck was that? Like that, it was like a creepy, like, museum. <laughs> oh, the um, Museum was, of the Macabre. What the heck was with some of that stuff? That stuff was just whack. That was so awesome. You know what? If I highly recommend if anybody's in the Bay Area here in California to go to Tiger Blood Social Club in Alameda, California. You know, they have a beautiful tattoo shop there as well. But it's also a um, a museum on the macabre in part of the building. And uh, Ryan Almighty, he's actually a, a blood painter. So he paints with his blood and other people's blood. It's his medium that he works with. His artwork is absolutely beautiful, though. And he's, you know, he's a really, um, he's a really cool guy. I mean, the guy has horns and eyeball tattoos and stuff, but he's one of the most articulate, intelligent people I have ever had uh, the pleasure to conversate with. Wait, eyeball tattoos? Yeah. Yeah. He has horns, real horns horns. in his his head. No, the eyeball tattoos freak me out more than the horns. So how, when you paint in blood, would you keep it from uh, decaying? He, that's his um, that's his special formula that he makes. Um, okay. But, you know, I was there in the gallery. It didn't smell bad. Okay. It didn't look bad. It looked beautiful, okay. actually. And, uh, you know, he did one in a Ouija board. He did a Ouija board portrait of, with his blood. And uh, one of the things he said was, you know, people always ask him, well, what do you think that's going to do to you after you pass away? How are you going to pass to the other side? And he said, well, maybe I'm trying to open up a door back, you know? Yeah. So what's he, what's he trying, what statement is he trying to make with his art? Do you know? Well, you know, it, you put so much of yourself into art. Um, that's something that I, I really couldn't answer for him because, yeah. that's, you know, that's so personal to him, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But all I can say as a, as a as a person who actually went there and saw it, I was in awe how how beautiful and how artistic and uh, and how great it was. And then uh, when we actually went into the Museum of the Macabre, um, he does tours of it for the public. Um, you know, there's a lot of wonderful stuff. You know, there's um, there's walls of you know uh, serial killer uh, memorab- memorabilia, but letters and artwork and things like that. There's um, human remains. You know, just and all of them have some really amazing stories. And I don't want to ruin. I don't want to give away or be a spoiler. But I, I really recommend if you, if anybody's out there in, in the, the Bay Area to go visit because it's amazing. Hmm. I, I don't I know if that. I could, I don't know if I could. <laughs> <laughs> the I like the blood art interests me, but the human remains yeah. not so much. Well, you know, even with all of that, it was still a very um, comfortable atmosphere compared okay. to some of the other places I've been. I'll tell you that much. Sure. I've been to some places where I couldn't even. Before I even got into the paranormal, I was in Germany for years. And um, I actually went to uh, Hitler's Tea House. Uh, it's called the Eagle's Nest. And I was the only one in the group that couldn't couldn't hang in there. What, what, why is that? Um, there was a smell. It smelled like 
it smelled like chemicals and cheese, <laughs> and it was really <laughs> yummy. And I, yeah. it, it was it was so overpowering. I couldn't stay in the building, but yet I was the only one who smelled it. So and just things like that, you know. Like I've been in some nasty places. There's there's a place in Stockton we went to that was really dark too, and uh, but yet the the museum and the cob with all the blood painting and the the you know, corpses or <laughs> the, the human remains and everything and. Uh, it it was still lighter than some of the places that I've been to. So let's let's go back in time here. Let's talk about when you went on an investigation and then something came home with you. Oh, the attachment. <laughs> that was episode eleven. And I'm glad that we um I'm glad that we made that episode. It it kinda gets, it's a little bit more personal than we normally do. But um as we've always done, we try to be transparent. And allow people to see the mistakes that we make, the way that we've evolved, and and how you start as a paranormal investigator, and and how you learn and how you progress. And uh, one of the mistakes I made was I really I provoked I I did I really provoked the spirit. I called him a son of a bitch. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. I called him a sob, and um and that was my biggest mistake. Well, lesson learned though, isn't it? You learned yeah, your and lesson. I, yeah. I told him that, you know, I was like, I'm going to personally make sure that, you know, you leave this family alone. And I wasn't qualified to do that. I actually ended up having to get some help. And this is kind of how we met Christine Ellie, too. We actually had okay. to get help to help remove the spirit from not just our home, but from the client's home as well. And, um, and it, it, it did a number on our family. I mean, it almost, it almost ended chill seekers. Wow. And you know what, though? That's, um, I mean, it's probably not a great story for you that you feel like it's a great story, but it's a great story to tell because there's responsibility that I think people neglect when they go investigate the paranormal and they, they do it in such a way that, you know, they do the provoking and things like that. You could not only be putting yourself in danger, but you could be making things worse in the place where you're investigating. And it it did. It made things worse in our home. It made things worse in their home. And um, we even lost one of our investigators over it. Uh, wow. Because it, it became too much for, for her household. And that's why I'm glad we made the episode, too, because, um, you know, you have to understand what your limitations are and what your specialties are. And that was one of the things that um, that I learned that maybe, you know, we'll do what we can. And then there's there's people that specialize in cleansing homes and things like that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we don't do that anymore. <laughs> but that's but great that you're willing to tell. Story. Yeah, but that's great that you're willing to tell that story. I think that, you know, a lot of people would just be like, oh, well, whatever, it's fine. And um, it sounds like it humbled you a little bit and you learned some stuff from it. So, and, you know, we all make mistakes when we're starting out. Hell, I still make them and I've been doing it a long time. Me too. And it did. It was a very humbling experience. And, you know, that's why I'm glad that we, we put it on there, though, because I hope somebody else watches that and says, well, you know what, maybe um, maybe it's not everything that I thought it was, you know, because we still get people that ask, oh, can you bring my kid along with you? She loves your shows. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. She held she three. Sure. Come on. (laughs) So do you guys work with any other teams? Do you ever like try to, have you ever been asked to at least, or have you ever hooked up with other groups to do a, like a combination investigation or no? We have in the past. Um, It went Okay. But I mean, I think that our our style of investigating is a little bit gorilla, because <laughs> I mean, you know, we, where's that coming from? Let's go now. Let's go now. And I, I know 
we try to we we do map everything out. We do have a production plan, an agenda, you know, a production meeting, all of that. But when you're in the moment, sometimes I'll lead by my gut, and my group knows like follow me right now. Mm -hmm. And then you know, and then and if it's a crucial moment, they'll do that. Um, it's not like that all the time because then I would be a terrible uh, group leader. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we we have in the past, and, and I find that it's easier to work with individuals though. So like I said, we worked with Anthony Sanchez um, this last weekend, and then we're going to be uh, teaming up with Steve Huff in in Arizona. Well, and we're going to cool. have a big episode coming up too with um, with a couple of people as well um, visiting us. So really. Yeah. So <laughs> big things shaken for chill seekers. The I'm big year for us. I'm t- I'm telling you, I think they should come to Illinois. There's some cool dude named Chucky e. G. Would love to work with them. I would love to go to Illinois. <laughs> that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool. We should um, just go on a big tour. There you go. Just swing through every state. The fifty states in fifty days. Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd be so tired. You know, and I, one day we will do that. Um, we will definitely do like a U.S. tour one 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 day. It's it's on my bucket list for sure to do that. Yeah. So how'd you get out, How'd you get on the news? I want to know about that. How'd you How'd you guys well, get which, hooked up? With- which time, man? Well, we've been on the news quite a few times. I know. Well, how did it all start? How did the first one start? How did you um, get- our third episode was the USS Hornet? Actually, oh, that explains that one, a lot, actually. Yeah, and that one made us international. It got us international media coverage. Uh, and even Good Morning America called us, you know, and, and asked us about it. And we actually got a Morse code communication uh, on the USS Hornet. So that one was our, our first big uh, media. I mean, we even got parodied by Yahoo Screen. <laughs> that was I was like, we're parodied. <laughs> that's amazing. Really? That, that's yeah. how you know you've made it. <laughs> that's what I said. I was you. like, we've made it. I've been yeah. parodied. Yes. <laughs> and uh, that was through Yahoo Screen. Uh, so and, and a big name like Yahoo did it. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, then, that, uh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no go ahead. Oh, Continue. we just and then we've got a lot of like local uh, California. We the Union Democrat and. Uh, the foothills they've been awesome um good day sacramento we were like we were their halloween episode i think or something like that this last year yeah uh, and then just like you know the tracy press which was there during banta actually did a two-page spread on us so we were just beside ourselves with that one. Oh, that's really awesome well that's good though they think that that, you know, that has to help you as far as finding places to go um i would assume that that kind of has to help you somewhat Oh yeah, those those led to quite a few more episodes mm-hmm. after we after we did it. And I when KCRA, which is um the local news station out here, but they're part of Hearst News, when mm-hmm. they covered us, that's when we really boom is when they cover us. That's fantastic. I I think you guys are doing great. And you know, I it's been a while since I watched the show, but what I saw was really good, really entertaining. Thank you. Yeah. So when people ask you questions, you're like most people ask, "What is your darkest moment, or what's your scariest moment?" So, me, I want to I want to ask this: What's your most fulfilling moment doing the paranormal? We've Whether asked this question many times. <laughs> okay. Oh darn it! <laughs> well, no, we ask each other this. It's kind of like our little when we're oh, on a okay. road trip, you know, like, okay. hey, you know, what was your favorite thing about mm-hmm. doing this? Um, I know we all kind of have a different experience um, and our own little fulfilling moments. I think. The the first thing that comes to mind is probably the most profound EVP we ever got was um, actually on the Hornet, um, and it said survival is so basic. 
Wow. Hmm. And just though that's all we got, survival is so basic. And I thought, wow, that is that not only is that a true statement, it's something that I think about all the time now. And um uncovering that was great. Um so I mean that one still to this day I am it teaches me things and I'll think about it in different times and what it means to me in different, you know, points of my life. So do your kids do your kids know what mom and dad do? Um, kind of, kind of. I mean, they, they, they know that we, yeah, I'd say that they, they kind of know what we do. And, uh, they don't really watch a lot of the episodes because I don't want them to get scared and things like that. But my son, uh, Danny, actually, he, um, he's really in tune. Actually, just yesterday, um, somebody told me, ask your child, where were they before here? Mm -hmm. And I asked him that. And at first he goes, I don't know what you're talking about, mom. So I go, okay, he's past the time that he can regress. How old is he? He's five. No, but he's then, okay. So. Yeah. But then I was putting him to bed and I was just kind of playing with his hair and talking to him a little bit. And then he went into a very detailed 20 minute story of his past life. And he actually, um, I asked him because he's been speaking French and we don't speak French. Oh, interesting. And we, you know, at first I thought he was teaching himself and a few words I can understand him teaching himself through his games and stuff. But he started speaking full sentences, it sounded like to me. So then I asked him where he learned it, and then that's when it came through. So he's a very sensitive little boy, and I think that he might be somebody with a very strong gift one day. And I, you know, yeah. I hope yeah. that he, uh, you know, tunes that. <laughs> if I, well, if I, you know, there is a link between those two things, um, between uh, kids recalling past life experiences and having gifts. There seems to be a link with those things. I had a very similar experience with my son when he was three. And I just one day, I don't even know why. We were just sitting there. He was laying in bed. And I said, so tell me about before I was your mom. And he went, oh, like he'd been waiting for me to ask him this all his life, which was three years at that point. So big, long time. And um, so, yeah, and he's a very, very, he's, although he is an 18-year-old college freshman now and will not admit this because it make, he thinks it makes him weird. He's incredibly sensitive in very many ways. So. That's, yeah, that's well, that's in, that's interesting. That I didn't see. I didn't know. I, I, this is kind of a little new to me because I didn't know that. Is there a, what's a certain age where they st- stop? About yeah. seven or eight. Really? Yeah. Sometimes a little younger. Sometimes like six or seven. When they're five, it's still uh, some of them by sometimes by five. But if they have some sensitivities, not necessarily. But it's it's just a fascinating question to ask kids, and the stuff they tell you makes tremendous amounts of sense doesn't it oh yeah like when i asked him you know well where where why do you speak french where did you learn that and he said well we were born we came from canada but we moved to new york and i'm like okay my son has no clue that they speak french in canada we've never talked about that before you know and uh and i'm like okay well then that would make sense you know and then he like i said he went on to tell me about a 20 minute story he gave me names he gave me um he described their their outfits he told me what he he kind of described he's a twin now but mm-hmm. what he was telling me is he was a triplet in a past life. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, I was crying by the time he was done telling me the story, and he asked me why I was crying, and I just said, you know, it was very beautiful. It was very sad, but it's very beautiful. And I mean, he even told me um, he couldn't remember his name, but he remembered his nickname. What was his nickname? He said, um, I don't remember what my name was, but they called me the Irishman. And I'm like, you speak French, but they call you the Irishman. And he said, yeah, because in New York. Um, that's what they called me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, and we've never been to New York. We live on the West coast, you know, he's never been yeah. out of California. 
Well, that'll be interesting. Keep an eye on that. And um, he don't be surprised if, if a lot of that starts to fade. Yeah. Um, but but watch for abilities and signs of sensitivity. And I, I, I know I don't need to tell you this because you clearly do what you do and you work with psychics and everything else. But be really, really supportive of that because it's a tough thing because kids start to at some point think they're weird. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I meant I'm yeah. gonna write it down too so that yeah. I can remember the details. And it was just yeah. it was a beautiful story that I don't ever want to forget. Yeah. So. Well, and just and just normalize it for him so that at least if he thinks his peers think he's weird, at least he knows that his parents love and support him and and don't think he's weird. And that it's just it's it's just a thing that people do. It's it's part of being human is being able to do this stuff. All right, I'll definitely take that advice. Well, yeah. Yeah. well I, I think I'm weird, and that's okay with me. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're a you're a fifty four year old man who can you know who who can put that stuff in context. You know, it's even hard. Tanner Tanner was great with it until he turned sixteen. And when he turned sixteen we, we had something happen. Um his friends were here and they wanted to play with a Ouija board and I told them the only way they would do it is if I was here and making sure everything was, you know, basically protected and controlled and stuff. And the Ouija board was very active that night and basically told Tanner, you need to start to come to terms with your gifts and you need to do it soon. And and he was embarrassed in front of his friends who were here seeing that. And so since then, he's been like, like, so now he's so happy to be in college living in the dorms where nobody knows his mother's a weirdo and nobody knows that he has these abilities. So it, it, it gets, it can get a little tough for them because it makes them feel separate from everybody, even though really everybody has the abilities. So I have to ask one question. I know Keith's not out here. You're here, but he, I saw that he built a spirit box. Is that correct? Oh, he did. Is, are, are you talking about the ugly one? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was his yes. first attempt. It was so ugly, and it looks like it looks like it's about to ask you to kill it. Like it looks like it's like <laughs> kill me. Like I was making fun of him the other day because I'm like, you just. It looks so sad that like you just need to put it out of its misery. But he's been making another one. Like that was just his very first attempt to kind of feel what the wood felt like and everything. And yeah, um, right. his second one he's been working on is actually really cool looking. So. Like, do they? I mean, how did? All right, the first one was ugly, but it, did it work? Or yeah, it did. It did work. Um, yeah, that's all that matters. That, then yeah. the mm-hmm. first thing that came through was like a really bad word too. So we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> that one would that see if I built a spirit box, all it would say is bad words. So. Yeah. yeah, we were like, let's just turn that off for right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a cussing box. It's not even a spirit box. It's just a cussing box. Let's make a cussing box. <laughs> and it was so clear. It was it was like no denying that it was just a single bad word. And we were like, oh, man. But this new one he's been working on, refining, using a lot of different uh, mediums and things like that on it to, uh, to make it look just as cool as it really is, you know. And, and um, I, I'm very proud of his new one. I can't wait for him to post the picture of it. <laughs> oh, well, again, it's just aesthetics. It, it can't help being ugly. He's going to keep it for himself, but I'm like, yeah. can we not put that on the show, please? Oh. <laughs> it's so ugly. It's barred from the show. <laughs> so that ugly. must be one ugly spirit box, man. <laughs> There's a picture of it on Facebook. It is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's not uh, some brown one. Yeah, it's pretty it's sad. All <laughs> it's all lopsided. Well, you know, but it worked. Yeah. Yeah, so just looking at it makes me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so, all right. So, where where does where do you guys go from here now? I mean, what, what you oh, know? Okay, really? Sorry. That's okay. That's no, it's okay. So, it's all right. 
Uh, Ghost Box is hilarious. But um, so from <laughs> from here on, so we're we're really excited about Arizona. We're gonna right. really do that up. Um, after that, we're gonna be doing. Um, I'm not sure exactly what Keith has released about it or not yet. So we're gonna be partnering up with a couple of really big names, and um, they're gonna be doing an episode with us um, in June. So probably by the end of June, beginning of July is going to probably be our biggest episode yet. Ooh. All so, right. And it, but it'll be there. So if people don't get into it in June or July, it'll be there in August and September and this time next year, right? Oh, no. It'll, it just takes a couple of weeks <laughs> to put it out. It'll be out it'll be by the end of summer. And, uh, you know, we're getting... No, 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 no. I meant if people don't watch it in June, they can watch it later. Oh, yeah. We never take them down. Well, the only one we ever took down was the very first episode, because that was more like a vacation video. And that's the one where I did the bubble bath EVP. the bubble bath (laughs) with the wine. Yeah, I remember that one. (laughs) Did the bubble bath EVP sound like this? Bloop. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what my bubble bath EVP sounds like. (laughs) I don't think that's an EVP. (laughs) Oh, wait, what? That's an AVP? Yeah, there you go. It's an AVP. Oh, my gosh. So um, we have come to the part of the show where you get to shamelessly plug yourself. So anything you'd like people to know, where they can find you, where they can watch your episodes, you know, all that good stuff. The easiest place to find us is chillseekers.com, YouTube slash chillseekers, Facebook slash chillseekers, Twitter at chillseekers um you know and you can also email us at chillseekers at ymail.com i'm sensing uh, a pattern here <laughs> yeah all yeah. things chill you can just google chillseekers and i'm sure it will all come up <laughs> great all right well you guys i you were so wonderful for coming on at the last minute and saving our show we Aww. appreciate it they would have had to just listen to me and chuck natter on and that would have been you know <laughs> pain probably painful yeah hey. thank you guys so much for having me sorry i cussed um. <laughs> oh gosh, no! We've had you know we've had Zach Bagans on here and he drops f bombs. So yeah. oh, does he? <laughs> yeah, of course he can't help himself. It's who he is. It's what he does, right? Yeah, we don't want to change anybody. All right. So, well, thank you so much. And sorry I didn't have Keith on there with us with me today. It just uh, you know, we are parents, so <laughs> I I get it. So absolutely, thank you so much, you guys, and um, thank thank Keith too because I believe is he the one that said yes to check when check. <laughs> yeah, he is. And right now he's the one, um, you know, keeping our son calm. So <laughs> Yeah, he just he just he just did a little Skype thing to me while we were doing the show and he said, Hi buddy. <laughs> I said, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> All right, well, you know you're always welcome on here. You got something exciting to talk about. You just get in touch and we'll we'll put you on. Sounds great. Thanks guys. Have a good night. Thanks, good, night. Bye. Bye. good night. All right, Chuck, you saved the show. No, Krista saved the show. Krista She's awesome. The show, but she is you, adorable. You thought of you thought of who to contact. So yeah. you know, basically, I was like, well, I don't know what we need to do. I guess we just talk. <laughs> it's okay. Talking's okay. There's nothing wrong. We're, we're interesting folks too, you know. Are we? Are we really? Um. Yeah, I'm pretty interesting. I'm darn interesting. You are fascinating. You fascinate me. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you. You're pretty fascinating yourself, lady. Yeah, you're welcome. I like the AVP comment. That was beautiful. So, thank you. What'd you get? What'd you get in the mail today, Chuck? Um, I got some rocks and I got some oil. Some rocks and some oil. Rocks and some oil. Yes, I have the rocks. They're right over by my on my desk right now. I haven't taken them out yet, and then uh, I already tried the oil and I didn't drink it. 
I, I got, I spit, I spit it on my body. It smells pretty, huh? Yeah, it does. You smell flowery like a girl now. Yeah, I, yeah, thanks. Huh? I'm sure. Work tomorrow, well, but I can check. Why do you smell so flowery? Because you say because I'm going to be prosperous, darn it. No, because yeah. I'm already prosperous, darn it. As long as I'm not greedy about it. That's right. I read, I read the you read, whole thing. You read the little slip. That's yeah. right. And the rocks, one of them is Apache Tears, but you have to ask Michael what the other two are because I held them and I knew that they were right for Chuck, but I don't remember what they are. So yeah, I'm grabbing them right now. Yeah. Which one's the Apache Tears? Which the brown one. It's the one that actually, okay. when you hold it, it'll actually feel a little warm. So the brown one here, that's the Apache Tears right there. Oh, the, the other the, side. Oh, the dark the one. Yeah, the dark okay. one. So seriously, take it out and hold it. It'll feel warm. Okay. Or it should. I'm going so to. Apache tears are good for um, overcoming grief and sadness. Oh, well, I need a, a giant boulder right now then. Well, that's why I sent you that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very nice okay. of you. Yes, and Cheryl got a little something in the mail today too. You got a little something, something. I What'd did. I, I did. I got some, um, oh, God, I read the proper name, Gypsy Gold Oil. That's right. Yeah, I'm excited nice. to try it out. I'm sending metaphysical items made by Michaela Rand, Silver Moon Medicine, out to my friends. Okay, just you two. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. It, it does kind of feel warm. It doesn't uh-huh. feel cool like the other rocks. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a property of Apache Tears. Cool, huh? That is very cool. Yeah. I like, I like, I like gifts. They're awesome. I know, I know, and you know they weren't big, expensive gifts, but gifts nonetheless. It's the thought that counts. It's 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 really cool. It's yeah. Yeah. I have to tell you, at the Oregon Ghost Conference, Mishaela's table, everybody else, like, maybe has a person stop by an hour or something, and then you can see them trying to sidle to get away from you because <laughs> you're a paranormal freak or something. Her table is constantly bombarded by people just everywhere wanting to buy stuff, and she's busy the entire time. Really? I'm kind of jealous, yeah. And, you know, so so we were right next to her, so we kept trying to suck some over to our table to buy some books and stuff, but... She just threw her books right on her table. Just went, yeah, da, 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 put them on the corner of her table. Boom, there you go. Well, she brought magazines, too. She brought some Paranormal Underground magazine print editions for people to look at. Really? I did that the first year of the Oregon Ghost Conference, and I had a whole bunch that I'd bought because I was buying them at the time when they would come out. Yeah. And um, people just took them. They were gone. Those puppies yeah. are expensive too. <laughs> I know, I know, and it yeah, was. I had cheap. like I had like fifteen, fifteen up issues, and they were all gone. Whoa! It stole them. What the heck's wrong with people? Whoa. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, I, think they they, I think they thought they were free magazines or something. Yeah. Oh, look, free. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Micah had a little sign that said, "Not a free magazine." Oh well, there's. A and then people came, and then people came and asked me. She would say, "Ask her." <laughs> <laughs> Ask her where I can get one. Yeah. You so, yeah. I still buy mine. I like I like buying them. They're cool. Yeah. I, I love having prints. Yeah. So should we talk about like maybe some shows and stuff? If you want to. Uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Sure. All right. well, go ahead. Roll yeah. on. Well, first, thanks to our guests for coming on tonight. I really appreciate and it. saving our bacon. Yep. Yep. Um, that was awesome. Um, and next week we are having our much anticipated psychic round table. <gasps> yes. And we are welcoming Seth Michael, Nancy Laporta, June Lundgren, and possibly William Becker. And they are, uh, paranormal investigators and psychic mediums, if you will. They might each go by slightly different titles, but, uh, that's what it's going to be about. 
That's right, Karen's, Karen. Karen, you're in charge of that show, by the way. I'm just going to sit back and listen. Oh, no. You need to ask stuff, too, because... No, because they're going to dissect me. No, you need to learn things. Uh, this is your opportunity to learn. What? Sometimes the things you don't want to do, the things you resist the most, are the things that you need the most. <sighs> now you wonder why I call her my sister. So, um, Cheryl... Yeah, but I'm like a wiser, older sister. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I have to interrupt. Now, you, you, now you're in trouble, Karen, because you spilled the beans about what you sent Chuck and I, and, and your chat room friends aren't <laughs> very happy because they didn't get anything in the mail. I said I sent them <laughs> only to you guys. Yeah. Hey, wait. Okay. I have given people dream interpretations. Oh, there you go. Yes. <coughs> there you go. Um, That's the gift yeah, that, that keeps you, on you giving. You forgot to mute that one, buddy. I don't care. I was sharing that with everybody. I wasn't going to mute anymore. I'm too tired. Uh, so I'm sorry. And, you know, I only had so much money to buy Gypsy Gold Oil, which is sort of the reason for buying it, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry to interrupt there. No, that's okay. Um, I send things to you and Chuck. I like to send you guys things. Yeah. Thank you. You have to send us stuff, okay? So deal with the people. That's right. Um... So there's a magazine coming out. Yes, our April issue oh. is coming out. It's it's a little late, but this weekend um, it will be online. And um, she's oh, forgotten everything that it's. I've about. got sidetracked <laughs> to chat. This is why I don't. I shouldn't be reading chat right now. Um, it's a great issue. Both of you have articles as usual. Karen, your metaphysical article on. Um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to sc scroll to it right now to get the actual title so i can be correct here it is it's cultivating joy no matter how much things suck right now <laughs> love that title thank you um so as you, it, it's exactly what it says there's some some things that that you talk about in there that people can actually put into practice right away and um, it's pretty pretty simple to do you don't need any money to do it and you can change your life right away there you go so, um, that's great. Chuck, you shared a very personal experience with us and our readers, and that is about your psychic journey. Yes, I did. Excellent. Can't wait to read that one. Because mm -hmm. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> uh, yes, you do. Uh -huh. All right. um, we have, and of course, we have our regular columns, which are uh, haunted sites. Uh, cryptids and mythological creature, creatures. Um, are we, we have a really intense dream interpretation are we for alone? this one? Yeah. Um, we have. It is really intense. It's it deals with yeah. demons and dreams, along with other dark uh, symbols and such. And yeah. it's it's obviously from a metaphysical standpoint, not from a religious standpoint. So cool. it's yeah. very, I think, enlightening. Um, and I think people should read it for sure. Was very oh, intense. Yes. We well, have the article about the Honda Forest too, right? That's my favorite thing. We do. We have um, forest, Ashley so. Hall from the Paranormal Guide. Uh, we have his article on the suicide forest in Japan. Oh um, yeah, that thing is mm -hmm. that's creepy, tragic and creepy, and yep, stuff going on there. And then one of one of the um, interesting stories that. I keep thinking about from this issue is William Becker's story on the psychic and Bigfoot. And that's about his experiments with <coughs> remotely connecting with Bigfoot. Remote viewing, I guess Bigfoot is, is what it would be called. Wow. I didn't know he was doing that. Mm -hmm. hmm. So interesting stuff. 
Yeah. No, and I, and I keep coughing just to drive Karen crazy now because she just made a face at me. <laughs> I didn't make a face. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Nobody, you liar. You're I'm telling you people, they made a face because I was going, <laughs> well, I, like I, I never I, cough. It's like telling us. I gave you the side eye. Yeah, okay, whatever. It's like people ever fart or they don't breathe, you know what I mean? I'm sorry, I, I coughed, don't, I don't. I don't fart. I must have muted like 75 million times tonight. So I just got my mute. My, look, you my did. finger's broken. It's broken. I can't mute the anymore. Mute, you, can, you can no longer. It's broken. No, you can I'm no done. longer dump, hit the dump button. Huh? <laughs> I, think, I think everybody should be satisfied that I made it through the whole thing. I'm a trooper. Yes. Not a pooper, uh, but a trooper. But a, but a trooper. That's right. So anything else before we do our, you know, our sign off stuff? Um, next week, Psychic Roundtable. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yep. Check out paranormalunderground.net. And other than that, see you next week. Oh, see, I could just, I could just leave it at that, but I have to say my thing at the end, right? So thank you guys for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio here on the Hazy Radio Network. Um, We are here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. And um, 10 p.m. Eastern. 10 p.m. Eastern. Whatever, whatever Cheryl just said. 10 p.m. Eastern. Sorry. <laughs> Don't make me do math. Um, so thank you all for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Chucky G and me, Karen. Oh, yeah. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, Good night. Bye. If you'd like to be a on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 